Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Montana, welcome in. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. If you don't see me in studio, I'm Coulter Nuanas. I am broadcasting to you live right now from Denver, Colorado. I'm making my way to Laramie, Wyoming for the uh, Montana State Wyoming football game tomorrow. And so I'm sitting here at a good old buddy's house bringing you some live sports talk radio. Ton to get to today here on Nuanas Now if you want to listen in. Via the stream, head on over to the station website, 1029ESPN.com. Or if you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. Texting is probably the easiest since I am coming to you remotely from Denver. So 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. If you do want to be a part of the show, send us a text at that number. Broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located there at the corner of uh, Mount. You can also find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nw 
msrocks.com. Ton of stuff to get to today. We're going to get things kicked off with the Garden City Spotlight. All three of Missoula's Class AA programs will be in action tonight. Uh, so we'll catch up with Dane Oliver, Mick Morris, as well as Matt Johnson, Dane Oliver's Sentinel Spartans. They play at Bozeman. Uh, Matt Johnson, they're taking on Skyview here in Missoula tonight. So if you need something to do, uh, you can head on over there uh, as well. And Mick Morris' Hellgate Knights, they play against Belgrade. So we'll hear from all three Class AA Missoula coaches. Also debut of another new segment, the Hauk Highlights, which is presented to us proudly by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I got some of the best of Bobby Hauk. Then it is a Friday, so that means our good buddy Regime Seabrook is going to swing by. Uh, he wanted to listen in. Uh, to the interviews and stuff while he was running a couple errands, and then he's going to join us here about 4.45, and then we will wrap about all things football. Big Sky Conference football when it comes to the games that took place last night. Eastern Washington with a big victory uh, over UNLV in overtime, even though the Eagles tried to blow it in every form or fashion that you could possibly imagine, and a huge win by UC Davis. Dan Hawkins and the Aggies go to Tulsa and pull a 19-17 upset there. And then the second hour regime and I will talk sports gambling, NFL over-under for win totals, and keys to the game for both Montana and Montana State. We get things kicked off here with prep football. It's our Garden City Spotlight featuring commentary analysis and interviews from around the Garden City. And this time of year, it features all three of the Class AA head football coaches from in Missoula, Montana. Garden City Spotlight is presented proudly by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates. If you're looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment, look no farther than Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Dr. Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. He and his staff use advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnosis and effective treatments while also using innovative technologies to treat a wide range of problems. To benefit from this outstanding level of care, schedule an appointment with Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates today. You can also find more information at oralsurgicalassociates.com. Last week's Garden City Spotlight, we talked a ton about the Sentinel Spartans, but we did actually not get to hear from Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver. His team, what a win to start out the 2021 football season at Washington Grizzly Stadium last week. They took down top-ranked Billings West. It was a rematch of the 2020 state title game. Missoula Central came in, obviously, as the Class AA defending state champions, and they knocked out the top-ranked team in the state, a Golden Bears squad, highlighted by 11 returning All-State players. Uh, it looked like Billings West was going to pull away in what was a great back-and-forth battle. Taco Dollar scored a 55-yard touchdown with about seven minutes to go for West. He's a talented kid, by the way. He is absolutely going to make an impact at a Big Sky school. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. That'll be a big battle in-state for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies for the services of Taco Dowler. Uh, but then Central gets the ball back. They march down the field. A huge play by Joe Wida to extend a drive, and then Zach Cruz punches in a short touchdown, and then they convert a two-point conversion, and Sentinel goes on to win 22-19. So a great win for the Spartans. They're hitting the road. They're on their way to Gallatin Valley to play Bozeman at Van Winkle Stadium tonight. Hawks, they fell 14-12 to to Helena Capital on uh, last Friday night. So Hawks off to an 0-1 start. Spartans off to a 1-0 start. Here's Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver. Well, happy now. 
guy that we've been talking about on the radio quite a bit, but his first appearance this season, at least, on the Garden City Spotlight, he is the head coach of the defending champion and now newly number one ranked Sentinel Spartans. It's Dane Oliver as part of our Garden City Spotlight as we make the rounds with all three Class AA football coaches from across the great city of Missoula. And coach, your team had a hell of a win last Friday night against Billings West and a hell of an atmosphere too at Washington Grizzly Stadium. So congratulations, but uh, just tell us about last last weekend because uh, Friday night was a pretty cool experience for you and your kids. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of buildup throughout the summer uh, leading up to that game. But for us to come out, and really I was just pleased with how they competed, you know. Backs were against the wall against a great opponent. Billings West, everybody knows the kind of athletes they have. So in the end, to to come out victorious is always a good way to start the year. And uh, maybe we can stop talking about 2020 now and move on to 2021. And and, uh, we we got another tough opponent to go on the road against Bozeman this week. Talk a little bit more about the talent on the field because I was just so impressed by that. I was watching the game with my brother who once upon a time played for the Grizz and was around a lot of good players. And we've been around college-level players forever with all our endeavors at Skyline Sports and and covering both the Grizz and the Bobcats. And uh, to me, I mean, there was a lot of guys that looked like could play at the next level, whether it's in the Frontier Conference or the Big Sky or whatever. But, I mean, the talent level, very, very high for both teams. So uh, is there something to point to as why why that's happened? Or are these just uh, a couple schools that are experiencing just a good uh, group? Group of kids right now well i'd like to think it's all coaching right uh <laughs> it's not it's definitely uh definitely just a good run of kids uh up here at Sentinel and west you know they got 800 more kids than us so they always seem to have have good kids every year but yeah definitely a lot of talent you know i thought kids that jumped off the screen was obviously jj dolan and and joe whita who's kind of their time to shine and uh, you know, everybody knows Zach Cruz and the Kurgans, um, but, but those guys stepped up and, and I, I thought made some big plays down the stretch. And uh, it's, it's fun for those kids who it's their first time under the spotlight to, to, to rise to the occasion and, and make big plays and big moments. And that's the culture we've been hoping to build, and hopefully we can keep it going. When you talk about the actual way that the game transpired, uh, an outstanding play by Taco Dowler with about seven minutes to go to put West up, and then you guys responded. But first, talk about that because you guys were able to mitigate Dowler a little bit uh, for the first little while, but then he makes just a a ridiculous play, which he has been uh, made a pretty good habit of doing these last couple years. So uh, you're probably frustrated with your cats within the moment for letting him get loose, but what a play by a kid there to give West the lead. So how were you guys able to limit him early, but what did you think of his response to to put West ahead there for a minute and kind of put you guys into crunch time well a kid like a kid like taco is you're not going to keep down so honestly the game plan was just to not even let him on the field so we we tried to be very deliberate on offense and and just keep the ball out of their hands because it's only a matter of time till he gets in some open space so i thought we did a great job of that um it's not always pretty but but i think what allowed us to 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 kind of grind it out on offense was our red zone defense. You know, every time they, they got down to the 20, uh, the field shortened and our guys stepped up and, you know, showed some great Spartan grit in those moments. And, you know, it just happened to be that we came out on top. You play those guys, you know, 10 times, you're lucky to, to, to get away with two wins. So uh, we've been fortunate enough to get the last two against them. And uh, hopefully we can, we can meet, meet up with them again. That's usually a good sign. You're playing late in the year.
Dana Oliver joining us, part of our Garden City Spotlight, presented proudly by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates, highlighting the AA football programs from around the city of Missoula. And uh, Coach, turning the page now, it's interesting to think that you're the defending champs, but then you knock off the number one squad, so now the target gets even bigger. So how do you hope your kids handle that both uh, this week but also uh, this season? Well, it's, it's all new, right? We haven't, we haven't been in the situation where people are chasing us uh, in a long time here at Sentinel. So um, you can kind of draw on those experiences uh, where, where it just becomes the expectations that you perform and play well. And what we always talk about is, is just the day-to-day operations. Um, you can celebrate that big win, and people are going to tell you how great you are, and then you got to come back, and you know, we got to have a great Wednesday practice, a great Thursday practice. And um, usually when you stick with that process, uh, it lends itself to a – a good product on Friday night. So we have kids like Chase Williams. I mean, that, that, that kid stood up in front of the team yesterday and talked before practice. And I mean, he's, he's so profound and intelligent. He was scored a perfect on his uh, SAT math score. He's an Ivy league kid. So our leadership right now is driving this ship and it, we're just kind of, just kind of guiding them along this journey as coaches. But it's, it's a fun thing to see when you got such intelligent, smart kids like we do. Let's talk about this week's game, Bozeman High School, the host at Van Winkle Stadium Friday night, Sentinel versus Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman was one of those teams that got themselves in a slugfest. It was actually crazy to look at across the state. You know, Senior beats Butte uh, on a last-second field goal. CMR beats Hellgate on a last-second field goal. Uh, Helena Capital beats Bozeman by two points. Big Sky and Gallatin get into a slugfest that basically is determined by a pick six, and you guys end up outlasting Billings West by a field goal as well. So a lot of really tight games, maybe uh, uh, indicative of how tight double a will be this year but what do you think of the hawks as they try to bounce back after a hard fought but narrow 14 to 12 loss to helena capital last week well i see some some kids that their receivers leading the state in receptions had 11 catches in this last game and he's a game changer can make plays i saw some, some younger kids that are super talented for them I, I think the split you see a little bit of the split in their roster size uh, they don't have quite as many kids, and that's pretty normal when you take a community like Bozeman and send half the kids to the new high school. Um, so I think they're transitioning out of that. But, boy, they have a freshman that's playing varsity football, um, and whether that's a talent or a lack of depth, uh, I, I don't know that. But I know Coach Wesley does an amazing job every year. We've had some great games with them in the past. Uh, they're going to be excited and ready to go and, and see a big improvement from week one to week two, as, as we hope we will. Well, always fun catching up with you, Coach, and uh, we wish you the best of luck on Friday, and uh, we'll circle back around with you next week, but keep it rolling. The uh, Spartans remain uh, on a winning streak stemming all the way back from 2020 season, the defending champions at Bozeman High School, 7 p.m. from Van Winkle Stadium. Dane Oliver joining us here on the Garden City Spotlight. Thanks so much for being with us, Coach. You bet. I look forward to talking to you every week, Colter. Take care. So you go, Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach. The leader of the defending state champion, Class AA Spartans, will give you some scores uh, when we get back from uh, Labor Day weekend on Tuesday from all the games from around the state tonight. But it uh, should be really fun to follow Class AA football. Listen to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching NSWX Montana television. It's an empty studio because I'm in Denver. I'm on my way to Laramie to cover Montana State at Wyoming tomorrow, 2 p.m. kickoff. Uh, shout out to Andrew Houghton back there at the studio. Thanks so much for being the board op today and for helping produce the show. Uh, Andrew will be heading on over to Seattle tomorrow uh, for that 6 p.m. kick between Montana and the Washington Huskies from Husky Stadium. So we'll have full coverage for you here, ESPN Missoula, as well as Skyline Sports MT.
GardenCitySpotlight.com. The Garden City Spotlight marches on here on Nuanas Now. Up next, Mick Morris. Uh, the Hellgate Knights, they take on Belgrade tonight. They had a narrow loss last week, 37-35. A heartbreaker uh, on a last-second field goal to Great Falls CMR. Uh, Ian Finch caught a touchdown for Hellgate with about 40 seconds left. Looked like the Knights were going to get a week one win, but they let it slip away. Uh, our guy Andrew Houghton, he's helping me out now with these uh, Garden City Spotlight interviews, and he was actually the one that caught up with Mick Morris. Here is Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights. We're here with Hellgate coach Mick Morris for this week's edition of the Garden City Spotlight. Hellgate coming off a... Tough, tough last-second loss, 37-35 to Great Falls CMR in Week 1, heading into a matchup with Belgrade this week. Mick, let's just start with that first game. I mean, what do you think cost you that game against CMR? You know, I think, you know, kind of how we came out, um, we kind of dug ourselves a hole uh, down 21-7, had, you know, turnovers on our first two possessions. You know, luckily our defense actually stepped up and, um, got a couple three and outs, but um, we really lost that game at the beginning. And um, you know, it's probably a hell of a game to watch for the fans, but certainly a heartbreaking loss for our sideline. But you know, and then obviously some little things, you know, to to take the lead twice under three minutes and then give that up both times. That you know, one to a kick return and then another one, you know, a, a decent kick return and then a field goal. So. You know, it was uh, we we probably won and lost that game a few times, but um, you know, hopefully we we can take some positive from it. How did you try to try to spin that and try to take something positive out of it, even maybe in the locker room after the game or in the the days after? Yeah, I just think we did a lot of good things, and in previous years, we would get down like we did in that first quarter, and we would just kind of fold it up, and and this was certainly a time we didn't. Um, you know, our quarterback, Connor Dick, uh, came out pretty slow. You know, his first time playing varsity quarterback and his first competition in almost two years. So, you know, it took him a little while to kind of get his feet under him. And, um, you know, when they – we went up, I think, by one, um, went for two to get it, and then they went right down and scored on a kickoff. And, um, you know, we kind of looked right at a Coach Sloan and then I and said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to take this ball and go score. And, um, you know, we kind of put the team on his back a little bit, and uh, that was awesome. What else did you learn about the team aside from just the resilience to come back a couple of times like you guys had to? But what did you learn maybe more X's and O's wise or, or personnel wise? You know, I think one thing, at least on the offensive side, we were we were pretty balanced. You know, we almost had, you know, 200 yards rushing, a little over 200 yards passing. Um, you know, had a couple, uh, you know, our quarterback and running back almost each had 100 yards. So, you know, that's something that we've struggled with in the past is finding that balance on offense. And so, you know, we had a lot of passing yards last year and couldn't run the ball. So from an offensive standpoint, um, just being multi-dimensioned would help a lot. And then defensively, you know, we, we had a lot of kids that hadn't played football before that went out there and played. And, you know, I think we had like five punt returns, which is the most we've had since I've been at Hellgate. So, you know, good things on that end. You know, we had a kick return, first kick return that Hellgate's had in a real long time. Um, unfortunately, we gave up a return, so we got to clean some of that up. But, you know, special teams is pretty good for the most part other than our, our kickoff team. So, you know, we really played a, a good game. It's just we dug ourselves a hole and then, you know, just got beat. The balance has to be a big thing for you guys. I mean, how much are you actively trying to be balanced? Uh, because I know you guys have thrown the ball a lot in, in recent years. I mean, how much are you trying to force yourself to, you know, we need to have balance in this offense? Oh, I, I would say not at all. We certainly, you know, want to have that balance, but if we're going to try to take what teams give us, and 
Um, you know, we tried coming out and running the ball a little bit, and it didn't work, and then tried passing, and it didn't work. So, you know, hope, being to me, being multidimensional doesn't mean that you're going to be even necessarily. It just means you're able to, to score in a variety of different ways. So, you know, there may be games where we throw it a ton. There may be games when we run it a ton. But just having that ability to do so, to me, is more important than, you know, having the same amount of yards, the same amount of plays or anything like that. That's Mick Morris, head coach of Hellgate Football here for the Garden City Spotlight, ESPN 102.9 Missoula. Mick, going into this week's game now, I mean, what's your first read on on Belgrade? Yeah, you know, I think it's a team that's, you know, obviously in a similar boat than we are. It's, it's a game I think we're both excited to play. You know, I'm sure they look at Hellgate and think this is a game we have a chance to win, and it's a game we look at and think it's it's a game we have a chance to win. And um, they did some good things on film. You know, I know the score kind of got away from them a little bit against Glacier, but, you know, they really did a good job for the most part shutting down Jake Rendina. You know, they had a lot of guys flying around the football. Looks like some pretty good team speed, but, you know, they ran into some depth issues kind of like we did and, you know, played a really good football team in Glacier. So it should be a pretty good matchup, I imagine. Who are the players you're you're watching out for? I mean, any anybody in particular? Yeah, you know, they're 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 – you know, they started their quarterback, um, Austin Spangler. Number, you know, he's a good basketball player as well, and, and he played, I think, a little bit the first half. Um, they brought in an, another quarterback. Um, I'm not sure what his name is, but number two, um, kind of more of a change it up that ran the football really well. You know, they, number seven is uh, Kyle Hibble. Um, he was kind of all over the field making plays. Got a big old lineman, number 77. I think it's Cunningham's his last name, and he plays both ways and. He certainly is a disruptive force on the line. So, you know, we're trying to trying to, you know, kind of tag those guys a little bit and know where they're at. How important is it for you? I mean, like you said, it's a game that you're looking at it, you think you can win. I mean, how important is it going to be to bounce back after week one? Well, I think it's it's obviously it's critical. I you know, we we hope to go into every game and win every game, but the truth is, you know, there are certain games that we have a better chance of winning than others, and that's just the reality of, of where our program is right now, and we're we're getting better in everything. But um, but I think it's, you know, for us, it, it certainly can set the table for how we go the next couple of weeks. You know, after we play Belgrade, I think we have Sentinel and, and Helena High, which are, you know, two of the top three teams in the state. So if we can kind of go into into those two weeks with a positive note, I think that could go a long ways. Looking around the state after the first week, I mean, maybe just at double A, but was there a result that shocked you? I mean, what did what did you take out of just the results from around the state in, it, in that first week? You know, I think it, I kind of think, you know, I think it went chalk for the most part. Um, maybe that Helena High, Great Falls High score, you know, being able to shut down uh, Reed Harris and um, Craya and, and some of those guys that Great Falls High has, but, you know, Helena High's got some, some pretty dang good dudes, but you know, you knew that Sentinel and West game was going to be a battle, and you knew there were some teams that were going to struggle. So um, I wouldn't say there was anything really that surprising. It, you know, like I said, it kind of went chalk, I think. That's Mick Morris, head coach at Hellgate High School. Mick, before we get you out of here, just anything else that you're you're looking forward to this week for that Belgrade game? Well, you know, we're excited to get on the road. We haven't, you know, we, we don't have too many road trips this year. I think we only actually leave Missoula three times, so... You know, it's a good opportunity for our kids to go over to Belgrade. You know, it'll be the only time we get to play on grass all year. So uh, we get kind of spoiled playing on turf all the time. So they'll probably wonder what the heck's under their feet. But, no, we're excited. Um, should be a good game. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to tighten some things up on both sides of the ball and um, come out with a win. All right, that's Mick Morris, head coach 
at Hellgate High School. Mick, thank you for your time. Uh, good luck this week. I, I like talking with you, man. Hey, I appreciate it. So there you go, Mick Morris, head coach of the Hellgate Knights. His team takes on Belgrade tonight. This is part of our Garden City Spartlet. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. Garden City Spotlight marches on. Up next, Matt Johnson. His Big Sky Eagles take on Billing Skyview tonight in Missoula. Missoula County Public Stadium. So if you need something to do, head on down to Missoula County Public Stadium. The Eagles fell 13-3 to Bozeman Gallatin last week. Why? Matt Johnson has more here on the third and final interview of our Garden City Spotlight. The Garden City Spotlight rolls on, and we feature now Missoula Big Sky head coach Matt Johnson, his team. They got themselves in a little bit of a slugfest last weekend uh, in Bozeman against Gallatin High School. Eagles fall 13-3. to uh, Pick six, uh, sort of the defining or, I guess, uh, most impactful score. And other than that, it was basically just back and forth a bunch of defense. So, Coach, just take us through uh, your debut game last weekend against Gallatin. Yeah, thanks, Coulter. Um you know, really, our defense played amazing, and and uh, I explained to our kids after the game, it's pretty tough to win any football game when you have six turnovers. Um, you alluded to the pick six, but their other score was uh, opening drive on third down. You know, we fumbled the ball, and they get it at the 10-yard line, makes it pretty easy to score. After that, we held them to 120 yards of total offense and seven first downs. So I was really proud of our defense. And and make no mistake, they got some pretty good players over there too. Uh, you know the Schlepp kid who signed with the Cats. He's he's a big time kid, and um, so I was really proud of our kids the way we handled it, and we kept responding. We I think we had four drives where we got inside the twenty, and just we missed two field goals, made one. Um, actually, we might have had five five drives, and came away came away with an interception on when we threw a pick in the end zone. So. Got to clean those up and um, just settle in a little more on offense, get a little more comfortable and take care of the ball. And we, we would have had a great opportunity to come away with the W there. Football is so cyclical, uh, but the recent trend in football across all levels of football has been points, 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 offense, 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 get guys in space. And uh, I know it's probably making our good buddy Gary Eckergan roll over in his grave because <laughs> Coach Eck was not looking for uh, any 49 to 42 games. He likes to beat you uh, 13 to 10 pretty much every time out. But uh, this last weekend in Double A, you saw all sorts of low scores. It looks like it might actually, if you just take week one, it might be more of a defensive battle than people expect. So uh, is that... Uh, uh, the beginning of a trend, or was that just sort of an anomaly? What did you think of all these low-scoring games in Week One? Yeah, you know, I think I think a few things. The first week of football is always interesting. You never truly know what to expect. You don't, you know, uh, you know your team fairly well, but to how they're going to react and do things, and and same for the other team. So, I I think that aids to those sometimes. You know, offenses not truly clicking great. Um, the other one I think that aids into that is your matchup. Certain teams are definitely going to, you're going to match up better with personnel wise. Right. And it, when you do, I think then you see that. Um, the other one I also think is defenses have started to catch up a little bit with the zone read RPO type era. Um, it's been around now enough 
where people, you know, work to catch up to it. It's a good point. And I think a lot of teams are running different defensive schemes to mitigate it too. Like I watched the Sentinel West game and, uh, you know, there's a high priority on just putting guys with a lot of speed that can tackle in space on the field. And I think it makes it so maybe you don't have to be the biggest guy in the world. If you can run a little bit and you're a little bit fearless, you can uh, certainly make it happen at all levels of football. Matt Johnson, part of our Garden City Spotlight, joining us here as we make the rounds and uh, touch base with all three Class AA football coaches in the city of Missoula each week. Garden City Spotlight is proudly presented by Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. And Coach, what's the uh, what's the goal this week as you guys uh, now t- prepare to try to make a run at your first win? Uh, what sort of the scout, what do, you, what do you think coming into this upcoming Friday? Well, you know, first scout is on ourselves. Uh, you know, spend all weekend and first first day talking about how how the game went and what we got to work on. And our kids know it. we got to take care of the football. Can't can't turn it over six times. Just not going to be successful doing that. So we got to take care of the football, get our offense, be more productive, and, and get something out of it at the end. Um, we do that. That's going to help put us in better position more often. Our defense, just take even taking baby steps will be huge. I feel like we're in a decent spot with them. Um, Skyview was really good at executing their scheme. They, you know, what we saw in film, there wasn't a lot of depth to it, but they they work it really well. They try and make it difficult to say, hey, this is what we do, and we're going to keep getting better at it. Um, they're going to come at run the ball at us pretty heavy. Um, so we've got to be able to stop their outside fly sweep and their inside power. And I think if we get that shut down from the defensive side, we'll give ourselves a lot of opportunities. Skyview is an interesting one because we've seen this at a variety of football programs across Montana. There were so many coaches that were at the high school for so long. Ron Lebsock is one of those guys. And then it's always so tough when that guy walks away, whether it's Jack Johnson or Ron Lebsock or uh, Je- um, you know Paul Claybo or Gary Eckergan of Missoula Big Sky. It's tough replacing guys that are sort of local legends. Uh, but Skyview seems like they've got it back on track a little bit now. So what do you thought of just the way that they've sort of turned the corner? Because I know last year down the stretch they didn't win a lot of games, but there was a, there were a team that people were talking about as a sort of an improving, scary team. So what have you thought just the way that their program sort of turned the corner? Yeah, you know, and I, I think it, it goes all this I, I talk about this all the time high, high school there's ebbs and flows right you um one reason i absolutely love high school football is you take the team you've got and you work to make the most out of it you can that's something i learned from coach Eck and doesn't always go your way you're not always loaded but you if you do things right and you build on your uh base thing your base and your fundamentals you can constantly take steps forward and give yourselves a chance even uh being able to beat teams that are way more talented than you at times. And so I think if you're able to stay the course and stay focused and you don't panic when you're in the ebb, the the flow starts coming your way. And if you can start pulling, you know, we've been through that multiple times at Big Sky. Um, we feel like we maybe have a little flow coming now. Um, if if you, can, you can catch it and ride that wave a little bit, it'll help you start to build and get more kids out, right? They'll get more excited about it. Maybe even keep your own kids at your school. And, um, you know, you can take those steps forward in building your program. Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky. They host Billing Skyview Friday night, Missoula County Public Stadium. If you want to catch some good, hard-hitting high school football action, head on out to Big Sky and go watch the Eagles. Go support the boys. It's going to be a great year, cross-class double-A, particularly here in the Garden City. And, Coach, we appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you next week. Best of luck against the Falcons on Friday. Sounds good. Thank you, Coulter.
So you go, Matt Johnson, Garden City Spotlight, the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles. Great wisdom there from Coach Johnson. Uh, obviously, I have a history with Coach Johnson. He was my linebackers coach, my freshman football coach, I mean, all the way through. So I've known him since I was 14 years old. But he's an outstanding asset in this community because he has been at Big Sky and carried on a lot of what makes Big Sky football great, wins or losses. Because a lot of times you can't control the talent. And like certain areas of Missoula don't have much room to grow. They're not going to be a lot of high school kids there in certain times. And this open enrollment thing is a totally new fold as well. So regardless, what Coach Johnson has said there, though, ebbs and flows. And if you just maintain what you want your program to be about, which at Big Sky, it's fundamentals, toughness, hard work, just what Big Sky has always wanted to be about. I mean, Matt Johnson comes from Gary Eckergan, and Gary Eckergan, you know, he was an assistant at Montana way back in the day and then coached all over the country and then spent, you know, a, more than 20 years at Missoula Big Sky. And uh, Matt Johnson's definitely carrying on a lot of the values that Coach Eck wanted Big Sky football to be about. And that's what high school sports should be about in its essence. Like, winning state championships is phenomenal. Getting kids into college – that's great. It's it's superb. And like what Missoula Sentinel's doing right now, it is awesome. It's awesome for the city of Missoula. The fact that they're rallying guys from around the area to come go win state championships and then they're putting four, five, six guys on the grizz. That's sweet, man. And those coaches deserve a lot of credit. But guys like Matt Johnson deserve a lot of credit too. I have no idea what base guys win loss record will be this year, but it doesn't matter. Because he's instilling good values in those kids, and they always play hard. Every time you ever go watch Big Sky, they play hard. And that's what it's all about, man. So uh, I shout out to Coach Johnson. He's a guy that's uh, he's taught me a lot, and he's meant a lot to me uh, in my life. So it's, a, it's fun being uh, in my 30s now and, and getting a chance to call him up and just talk football every week, man. And that's what it's all about. So uh, Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. I am sitting in Denver, Colorado, about two hours south, Laramie, Wyoming. Heading up to Laramie in the morning to go check out War Memorial Stadium for the first time. Brent Vegan, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, makes his MSU debut against this place he coached at for the last seven years, against the head coach and Craig Bull, who we coached for for the last 18 years. So great storylines here, uh, down here in Colorado, up through Laramie, and I'll be excited to cover it. I know Andrew Houghton, he's on his way out to Seattle. We'll have a story on SkylineSportsMT.com before the kickoff tomorrow about the – Grizz ties to Seattle just across the board from a couple guys that played at Washington and then Montana to uh, some guys that are currently on the Grizz from that area uh, to Bobby Houck, who was at Washington for four seasons. So look forward to that, SkylineSportsMT.com. But he will be heading over to Seattle as well. So we'll have full coverage for you, both Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. Up next, a new segment, Hauk Highlights. I was actually not able to catch up with Coach Hauk one-on-one this week. I did get some sound from him at the press conference on Monday. But got a chance to interview Coach Hauk, I think, 11 or 12 times during fall camp. So I got about 11 minutes of the best of Bobby Hauk for our first Hauk Highlights. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. For the first time in years, football at every level will take center stage in the Treasure State this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats will play impactful games for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz played a pair of games in the spring that were not part of the sanctioned spring FCS or Big Sky Conference seasons. MSU has not taken the gridiron since losing in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs to North Dakota State in Fargo, North Dakota 21 months ago. The Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams each compete against FBS opponents on Saturday. The Bobcats take on the Wyoming Cowboys at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. The contest marks the first for new head coach Brent Vegan as well as a sort of homecoming. Vegan spent the last seven seasons as the offensive coordinator at Wyoming and has coached on Wyo head coach Craig Bolstaff for the last 18 years. Kickoff from Laramie is set for 2 p.m. and the game can be streamed at GoWyo.com. Montana takes on the number 20 Washington Huskies in Seattle at 6 p.m. from Husky Stadium Saturday night. The Grizzlies destroyed Central Washington and Portland State in April. The last took the field in a game of consequence in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Weber State back in December of 2019. The game can be streamed on the Pac-12 network. And finally, Friday's high school slate includes Sentinel playing at Bozeman, Hellgate playing at Belgrade, and Big Sky hosting Billing Skyview. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I'm not in studio, so we're broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsport studio. Northwest Motorsport, find them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Rajim Seabrook, my main man, he's coming up here in just about 15 minutes. I I hear he's already in the house. We're going to talk Everything from the Big Sky Conference's big night last night with a pair of victories over FBS squads, Eastern Washington and UC Davis, respectively. We're also going to talk about Montana, Montana State, the games that we've all been waiting for for a couple of years now. Also going to talk some NFL. I got some over-unders for win totals. One thing worth remembering, 17 games this year. So win totals, a 12-win team is not a 12-win team anymore. It's a 12-and-a-half, you know, 13-win team. So we'll do some of that as well and just have some fun uh, as we hang out and take you home into the first Saturday, man. First Saturday of college football in a long time. I know there's been college football being played around the country, but I'm a Montanan. I love Montana football. I want to watch the football of the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. It's been a great pleasure being back in Missoula and uh, getting a chance to cover both squads like we do. But being on the ground with Bobby Houck has been fun for me because he was the first coach I ever covered when I was a student journalist at the University of Montana. Uh, We have a good relationship. I think Bobby and I uh, understand the way each other operate, which is a good thing. And, uh, you know, 
it's funny because he doesn't necessarily get all this praise as this media guru or somebody that uh, the press loves to interview. But here's the thing I've learned about Coach Alk. If you're concise, to the point, and you ask football questions, Coach Alk is certainly interested in talking about football. He's just not interested in filling your narratives or answering your open-ended questions. If you ask him a poignant, pointed question about football, he will give you a pointed, poignant answer. I got a chance to catch up with Coach Alk. Probably about a dozen times over the last month or so, and that was fun. It was fun covering Montana's fall camp. I didn't get a chance to watch all, but I had three practices in full, but I got to watch you know hour, hour and a half of uh, many, many others, and it was fun watching the Grizzlies practice. They're very disciplined. Uh, they get in and out of their drills. They have purpose. They compete. They play really, really hard. They got a lot of depth. They got a lot of talent. I think this is a team that Missoula should be very excited about. I think the team from Bozeman is somebody that uh, a team that everybody should be excited about as well. So, without further ado, the debut of Hawks highlights. We'll uh, catch up with Bobby in one form or fashion uh, each week. This is presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Paul Ryan's a name that's been synonymous with law around the Garden City for decades, and Paul's excited to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, Nate Holloway, and Angie Miller have a fierce love for this community, and they want to help you with any of your legal needs. From auto accidents to medical malpractice to wrongful death or any criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller should be your first call. Paul's established a reputation as the top legal mind in Missoula, claiming Missoula's best attorney honor 13 different times. Ryan Holloway & Miller is a local firm with experience and intimate knowledge to help clients with any needs. Ryan Holloway & Miller will be available to take your call anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, so no matter what your legal needs in western Montana and around the Treasure State, when it comes to personal injury or criminal defense, call Ryan Holloway & Miller today. Ryan Holloway & Miller, your Montana Attorneys, the best sound from Bobby Houck from the last month or so as Montana prepared for the 2021 season. Had a lot of these first day of fall camps, getting up there a little bit, but uh, yeah, but uh, does this one have a little extra, is there a little extra juice or flair to this one, just knowing everything that you've gone through? Yeah, you know, obviously when I've said this, I don't know if it was to you or to the group, but when you get something you really kind of love taking away from you, whether you're a player or coach or anybody that's out here involved with us, um, when that gets taken away from you, I think there's a little more excitement to get back at it. And, and I think to a man, everybody here is excited. Yeah, we lost a couple of great, great ones. Uh, Terry Donahue passed away in uh, early uh, July, late, late June area as well. So losing two icons of the game is kind of a big deal to people that have been around college football and you know, both just tremendous individuals. And, you know, Coach Bowden was always friendly to a young guy that didn't, uh, you know, he didn't know who that guy was, and he was always gracious and, and forthcoming with info or questions or fun. And, and Coach Donnie had a major impact on my life. Do you have an example of interactions with them? Uh, just, you know, encountering most of the time. I, I mean, I went to visit Florida State a couple, two or three times, and, coach was always had the doors open we got whatever we wanted and uh he was just uh he was an engaging open guy which was is uh, refreshing sometimes in coaching it seemed like he has extra speed or closing speed or i don't know how you describe it getting to the ball quicker uh, than extra compared to what just to what he had been doing before no i think i think people are faster they're not usually when the when uh conception occurs it can improve a little bit, 
But uh, there you go. Your new baby's going to be there faster than <laughs> All right. Look in, look, in the, look in the mirror. You might say, hey, sorry. <laughs> but Poor kid. They, uh, yeah. They, uh, Son of a... You know, the, the, the issue is to play as fast as you can. I mean, some of uh, our players possess more speed than others, but you need to play fast. And there are plenty of guys that that are fast that play slow and there are plenty of guys that aren't aren't as fast that look faster and so the the key is to play at full speed and in order to do that you have to um have instinct you have to anticipate you have to understand the scheme and then obviously some guys are fast i want to ask you about the kickers how's the kicker competition going uh it's going pretty good been good some days bad some days so are you comfortable with young guys at your specialist positions, like punter, kickoff specialist, kick uh, field goal guy, all that? As long as they're good. Kicking in front of 26,000 people or, or, you know, kicking at Husky Stadium, different than kicking at Dornblazer Field. So is it hard to really lock in what guys can do until you get into a game? Why? Well, I guess because of the fans, the pressure. Same goalpost, same ball, same holder, same snapper. That's all they got to worry about. Last two. Um, I think the... Generally speaking, and this this really answers your first question, is uh, the better your front is, the better your defense is. It seems like in the scheme you guys run that uh, being unselfish, being tough are two really important factors. Talk about those two factors just in, in terms of the, the positions these guys play. Yeah, I think it's a, it's certainly a tough guy position. You've, you're in the mix every play, and um, I, th- I think it's hard to – play as hard as is required around here and play the whole game so we have to have depth as well we don't and we don't <laughs> with that group we don't necessarily feel like we have starters we have it too deep that we're going to play at what point did you realize just how important having multiple guys on the defensive front could be well i was a secondary coach before i was a head coach so i knew it i knew it early on <laughs> Speaking of some of the guys you did bring in, it seems like Justin Belknap has become a pretty good leader. I mean, when you watch the guys, it seems like they're kind of following his lead. I know he's an older guy. So um, just talk about his ability to sort of break into that group and be a leader as, as sort of a new guy. Yeah, um, Belky's got uh, – first, he's a guy I've known since he was in high school. He went to high school with my, my older kids. And, uh, you know, he was a good player in high school. I went to every game I could. And uh, – so followed his career, and when when he uh, reached out and, and said he was available, uh, we thought he'd be a great fit, and, and certainly he is. His personality's right, his, his temperament's right, everything's right. I was showing somebody the media guide from Big Tech Kickoff, and they were laughing at the fact that they had team leaders, and Alex Gubner was your guys' team leader in interceptions last year. Wow. <laughs> but but it kind of shows his athleticism, right? And it seems like he's made strides physically, so can you just talk about him? Yeah, you know, our free safety was uh, second sacks, and <laughs> our nose was first in interceptions. That's kind of... Hey, Robert, that speaks a little bit to the defense, but... Um, Gub's done a good job. I think both he and, and uh, Eli Alfred have uh, done a really nice job at, at the nose spot. And, you know, it's I mean, that, that's going to be those two back and forth all year, and I imagine it'll be whoever plays best on Saturday will start the next week. I was going to ask you about Alfred, too. seemed like the videos of the um, weight, weight training was he made a lot of physical gains. So how much did that help to just his strength improvement? Well, you know, for the most part, our, our front seven on defense is strong, and Eli is one of the stronger guys on the team. Gub's not too far behind. Uh, 
So he, he's a powerful kid for sure. That's how it should be, though, right? I mean, you want those guys to be the strongest guys on your team. Yeah, you know, and that's we're, we're kind of back where that's the case. Uh, those guys, our linebacker group's really strong as well. Last one for me on the D-line. Uh, Joe Babros, I know he kind of was hurt early, but it seemed like he came on late in 2019. So um, how much progress has he made? How much is just being healthy a key for him? Well, health's a key. I mean, not just him, everybody. And injuries can happen. I mean, it's just the way it goes. <coughs> Sometimes you get a bad break. But uh, Joe's a good player. He's got good athletic ability. He's uh, He's got good speed. He's got good instincts, so... You should be able to make it. <laughs> I lied. I have one more. The, the one guy that I know you talked about when he was a true freshman. Uh, seems like maybe the COVID, the COVID year sucked for everybody, but it seemed like there's some guys that could make a lot of physical gains. Jacob McGowering looks huge. So, I mean, how much do you think the extra time helped him to sort of get even more physical strength and mass? Yeah, Jacob kind of personifies that a little bit with our, our young guys. I mean, for anybody that was coming off an injury um, last year, you know, Jace Lewis, guy like Jacob uh, that's a younger guy I mean that we we didn't just sit around we worked and and it paid off and Jacob looks good speaking of running backs I know Marcus Knight's injury leaves uh, an opening there but it seems like you got a lot of bodies there so how would you evaluate that group and then what have you thought of some of the guys sort of embracing an elevated opportunity yeah kind of what I mentioned just a second ago is it's hard to evaluate those guys non-padded so we'll watch them today and see how we do is anything surprising I think they're you know they've been assignment wise they've been good so far talking to Robbie the other day he's very excited about the cornerbacks and that was a group that sort of flashed to me so um, I know you put a priority on it but what do you like about the additions you've made to that group and maybe some of the progress some of the guys that had had been in that group have made as well well they're they're uh, they're guys that uh, are natural corners for the most part Uh, they have pretty good frames most of them they're long armed have good speed and uh, two men, they're pretty willing tacklers, so that, that's a good thing. How much of a priority did you guys want to put on that, and how much can it change your defense? I mean, do, do you expect the defense to change, given the fact that you do have guys that can play uh, more man-to-man, be out on an island a little bit more? Uh, we, 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 we were pretty stubborn with just doing that regardless, so um, I don't, we won't change a bunch, but you know, better play at any position is going to make you better, and uh, I'm hoping that you know, I'm hoping that we can be consistent out of corner. You talked about some of the FBS transfers yesterday, but Diari Todd on the defensive line for Michigan State. What did you guys like about him that you wanted to bring him in? Uh, he's big. He's got good athletic ability. Uh, and he's a good kid. And, and when you go about deciding to bring in FBS transfers, what are the biggest considerations with that? Uh, they've got good film. And they're good guys. And when you bring those type of guys in from the FBS level, how, how much of them being contributors right away is factors into the decision or, or is something you expect out of them? Uh, probably depends how old they are, you know. If they're freshmen, hopefully they aren't going to contribute much, just like our freshmen, you know, or else we, or else we need to recruit better. Um, <clears throat> but if they're an older guy... It's no different than junior college. I mean, any, time, any transfer of any sort, you bring in because you hope they can contribute. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Has your theories on bringing in transfers changed much over the years? Yeah, it has. I think with the, the way of the world in college football and with the NCAA is, is, uh, 
mandated that one-time transfer is legal. I think everybody's in that world. I mean, there, there are schools that recruited, there are Division One schools that recruited no high school players this year. Is that a good or bad thing for the state of college football? I think it's horrible. I think so, too. <laughs> are, are there specific positions that are easiest for a player to tra- a specific position for a player to transfer in and be able to make an impact right away? You mean just ac- across the board in football? Is it like, say, running back or O-line or D-line? Uh, Is there no, I think it's all based on depth, and that's that's why you bring guys in. I don't, I don't think any position's easier one way or the other. I do think that there are certain positions where it's easier for young guys to play. That's not the question. Speaking of a young guy who's not actually that young, Cole Grossman has sort of a unique roster situation, being that he got to gray shirt, red shirt, COVID shirt. He's really flashed early. So what, what do you like about his talents? Well, you know, we've been in no pads for two days. Uh, but Cole's done a good job. He's a hard worker. Um, he, you know, he's a good athlete, and he's done some good things. Today's his day. we got pads on. That tight end group overall, Yeah. what do you hope they bring this camp? Or what do you, how, how, how much progress do you think they need to make before the opener? Uh, well, it's probably our one of our younger groups, but they've got ability. Um, I think, you know, from Cole, as you mentioned, through that group, we've got more ability athletically than we've had by a large margin. So we're hoping that shows up, and then the physical maturity's got to gotta come. As you've been building the offensive line over the past couple of years, what are the considerations between bringing in transfers for spending time developing guys for to start? Uh, offensive line specifically? Yeah. Well, offensive linemen, as I mentioned yesterday, are hard to find. So if you Chad Germer has been a guy that you've worked with a lot over your career. So what gives you the trust you have in Chad, and what do you think of the job he's done, sort of helping rebuild that unit? Yeah, Chad's a great, great coach and veteran. He's, uh, you know, he's just a very detailed technician, and he's he's going to demand uh, technique. It's a technique position, and. He just does a great job with those guys reinforcing their technique to them on a daily basis, and, and they have a great understanding where their feet and hands and what the play is trying to do. Get one, you better get them. doesn't matter how old he is. <laughs> SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 